Okay. Right on. It's funny how parents benchmark like how awful their own parents were. Like because their parents were alcoholics, they're allowed to get away with whatever they want that isn't alcoholism or even is just like more functional. Like at least that's what I found from my own parents. Maybe some of you guys have the same. But like, yeah, like my parents were beer drunks and, and like, I guess spirits drunks, but because they're not whiskey drunks, like their parents, it's all fine. <laughs> like they have like three beers at lunch, just can't, can't have a half a Mickey, which I don't get. But uh, by that logic, like as long if your dad raped you, like you're fine to beat your kids or have them suck your dick. You just can't penetrate them. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, fucked, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fucked, right? <laughs> but yeah, like, it's, it's just ridiculous. Like, uh, what's wrong with a good swig off the whiskey bottle every now and then, you know? A couple, uh, couple dozen beers when you take your kids out to Buffalo Wild Wings or the Pizza Hut. <laughs> but once they don't stop fighting and you, you start yelling at your wife and, uh, you know, you got to just maybe hit them and keep them in line once in a while. <laughs> These kids aren't easy to control, but like, oh, when you were out in public with your dad, like he took your pants down and smacked your ass in front of the whole restaurant and you were embarrassed for life. Like, but that's not what you're doing. So it's fine. Right. <laughs> but yeah, you're getting drunk, eating all you can eat wings at the Buffalo Wild Wings. You're uh, Navy or red, whatever the fucking sports team's colors on. Just covered in dirty sauce because you've got too drunk at this point and yeah like, uh, <laughs> the wind crumbs fall you start to sweat you start you start boiling up inside and like just just you you can't you can't help yourself you go back to the liquor and at that point you probably black out and uh if you're a real man you're gonna tell your wife and kids you're driving home <laughs> you're gonna make sure they don't get the keys out of your pocket gonna jump in your Audi station wagon and uh just like just like that great scene in Billy Madison you, you'll like this isn't this is what you're dreaming in your head but you're you're really just screaming and yelling at your family you're driving down the highway you, you turn around you're like hey kids who rules O'Doyle rules and then you're just screaming the family name McDonald <laughs> rules McCormick rules as you fly off the cliff <laughs> and uh you, everything's fine because you were less drunk than your parents were when they raised you. <laughs> it's, it's fucked. Parents think they yeah. can do with whatever they want, right? And then you, you've got to just listen to them and respect them. And lots of times you find out they were right for the most part, but how often were they motherfucking wrong? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Scariest yeah, part about growing up. Exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, welcome to the Rap Drugs Pod Live. Rap Drugs Pod Live. We are live. Yeah. Coming to you a little later than we hoped, but that's what happens with the Sunday mornings. You never know when we're going to be tuning on and turning yeah. it 720 at the earliest uh, <laughs> Eastern time, 420 Pacific time. We're on Hawaii time today. Uh, <laughs> the bunker isn't in Honolulu, but you know, sometimes you're yeah. just behind schedule and that's life. 
<laughs> but yeah, fuck. It's been a it's been a rough summer. My parents haven't had the chance to wreck this one too bad. Uh, everyone's been scared of COVID, so I can't blame them for that. But definitely, back in the day, uh, summer used to be uh, kind of like capped by parents whatever sort of cash flow they had or lifestyle they had your summer had to jive with <laughs> yeah unless you were being uh, sent away from camp <laughs> and this this summer kind of felt like that for me you know like it felt like covid's the new parents like yeah we're not going anywhere we're staying away from everyone this summer um, we we got to save the, money, tight budget. I think you're talking about the government, not COVID. COVID <laughs> didn't tell you to do any of that. That's true. You're right, Todd. The COVID, <laughs> COVID didn't do it. The government overreached did. <laughs> but I'm not saying it's a, it's not a good thing to protect those people that are uh, living above the average life expectancy. We want to get that life expectancy up, get that prosperity yeah. higher. So for sure, I, like fuck you if you're saying COVID's fake, but. Uh, <laughs> the, the severity of it definitely not that scary the frequency of it very scary which oh, yeah. is the problem um but government overreach is an even bigger problem that i think we've identified on this pod before they usually do it through intelligence but now they can straight up just tell you to your face we're watching you download this app so we can track you <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> or whatever the fuck they're doing with it maybe they're saying they're not doing that stuff but well, they're already know. tracking you. Yeah. I feel like it's yeah. just like they want, they have to have a reason to say they knew where you were for them to <coughs> use this stuff legally. True. Like that's usually the problem. Like, like through the police, yeah. they have to set up these kind of like fake things so that if they can you, pretend like they didn't illegally tap into your stuff. Yeah. You need that search warrant before you can do the wiretap and the yeah. busting the doors down and shit. Fair enough. But now with the level of intelligence, they just already have that and they're trying to build a search warrant after. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And yeah, speaking of uh, intelligence, I want to talk a little bit about university and some of the lessons I had. The lesson <laughs> Wasn't that intelligent, but yeah, more or less, I'll, I'll save the, the university stories for another time. Like actually what happened throughout my path there and the, the perseverance, but uh, I was kind of inspired by the end of summer and how shitty COVID's made this summer to think back on some past summers that were pretty dope. But at the same time, I'm also uh, was reminiscing, listening to Joe Rogan and uh, what was her face? Nikki Glaser, just saying about going through strife and trials and tribulations how that uh, makes you stronger as a person. So I definitely agree. And uh, let's get down to business on it, right? <laughs> yeah, man. What but doesn't yeah. kill you makes you stronger. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Especially uh, if they cut your drugs with it or if it's COVID <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, this COVID summer, all of us that have made it through it, it's made us a lot stronger mentally. Uh, anyone that hasn't made it through it, RIP, condolences to everyone who's lost a family member either to the disease, uh, to suicide from the government overreach effects of the disease, or just the depression part 
from, I guess, a lot of people are going to say it was necessary. A lot of people aren't. I'll let uh, the scientists decide in the long run. But the actual scientists, like not the government telling us what the scientists are saying, like the scientists yeah. telling us what they're saying. Not Elon Musk telling us what the stats are saying, because he, I didn't hear him once refer to a doctor or a scientist. Just pure speculation. <laughs> yeah, based mostly on his factories. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm not saying he's wrong, just saying who knows if he's right. How can you saying test that? Saying he's a racist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Elon Musk hates black here. people. <laughs> you heard it here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, I'm not a racist, or at least like I try not to be so much so that um, my first partner in crime was this Indian, uh, I guess, what do you want, international student at University of Windsor. So like, yeah, before I even get into the summer, I'm just gonna give a quick backstory on my boy Sid, Siddharth. Uh, try to look him up, you can't figure it out, maybe you can, good for you. I haven't heard from him in years, so I don't mind using his real name. <laughs> <laughs> He's somewhere off in India doing some shit, yeah. making money or dead or who knows what. But- uh, Tigers. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, he was You this, know how Indians do. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, he was this cool ass kid, uh adult my, one of my boys who uh connected with really early on in first year uh university he told me he learned english off of watching south park <laughs> so i'm sure that wasn't the only show he was watching and learning english off of but he probably means like wh how people actually speak off of that but anyways yeah uh the first qp i ever bought me and Sid split on. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, I don't know how much money we made or if we even just made our money back or what, but basically Sid got weed for cheap, and I uh, started learning the ropes of moving, moving the weed around back, back then. But uh, Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely was, was pretty nice. And uh, went through the ropes, went through the ringer there. Uh, but yeah, at the end of the school year, uh, we were moving into a home. Sid was moving to a home. There was like me and nine other floor mates that were moving into two houses beside each other. Um, but we couldn't move in until May 1st and we had to leave residence around like April 20th, give or take 420 blaze it. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> Sid had nowhere to go other than home. But he still yeah. needed somewhere to put his stuff. So, like, I was, like, being the kind guy I am, uh, at least my family had these good values, even if they were the alcoholics in the earlier story. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Sid, I think you can stay at my place. We're only an hour from Windsor. It's kind of fucked up, Chatham, but, like, you'll, you'll have a spot to stay. You'll have your own bed or whatever. He's like, cool, man. Uh, so I checked with my parents. They were cool. We loaded up, sit in the van, and we, we packed up at uni. We drove off. And, uh, yeah, he was, he was basically chilling in the basement at my place in, in Chatham. We were hanging out for a couple days, and he was doing chores for the fam, helping out there. But uh, early on, we were just gaming and blazing to start. But I had to get a summer job, and uh, – that's when I came across Millennium Teleservices of Canada. 
but yeah, Sid, Sid was a dope guy. That's not the end of his story there for sure. Uh, just the beginning, but that was kind of how, yeah. how we, we uh, became close was just that QP. And then I don't know from there, just nothing really went wrong. We weren't still business partners, just split it on a deal back in back when, but uh, I was like, yeah, move, move into the pad. So I ended up getting a job <laughs> at a, at some like telemarketing scam, Millennium Services of Canada. Crazy. Teleservices, yeah. It was some- I've never heard of this. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> this was 2009. Our, our sister worked there as well even. But so yeah, it was basically a few days after um, there was this place that pays you 12 bucks an hour in training and 15 bucks an hour after that. And this, like I said, this was 2009. I think minimum wage in uh, Ontario was like 10 bucks, give or take a dollar. <clears throat> so it was good pay for, for that reason. Uh, so I started going to that in the evenings and Sid started just hanging out at home with the parents, doing chores, <laughs> uh, blazing with my dad and drinking with them, that kind of stuff. So yeah, the teleservices job was interesting. I think Marnie might've started at the same time as me right away even. Uh, Cause I, I swear I remember being in training with people I know. And like right away it was like cringy, but I would never done a phone job before. So I didn't, didn't really know any better. Didn't know what I was getting myself into, but uh, doing that in the evenings, hanging out with Sid, my buddy Terry around the corner, we uh, would usually hang out at his garage and blaze. So that's where, yeah. uh, that's where all the business would go down. And uh, <laughs> by, by that, I mean like, that was the spot. Exactly, exactly. It was the spot. And then there were times where we'd end up in other places, but like that was where it was all going down. But there was one time, and this is like the the last time I really like seriously uh hung out and chatted with Sid, but we were with uh another buddy in a van. So we go over to Terry's around the corner. What kind of van? Up, like a white Get picked van? up in like a, just a Dodge caravan by another one of my 18 <laughs> year old buddies who's just like driving around Chatham with a bong. <laughs> so like that was basically <laughs> it. He had like a bong yeah. limo that was a Dodge caravan. You know how it goes. <laughs> Pulling over at uh, the long-term yeah. care homes and smoking in the parking lots there. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> we had... We're doing ripping a sesh. I don't know if Sid never took a bong coke before or not, but we had been doing buckets in res quite a bit. This bong was a good size though. So buckets or waterfalls oh, yeah. or pissers, whatever you call them where you're from. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> the bong yeah. aqua's out out for all you out west. <laughs> nice and yeah the bong was just some fucking two footer or foot and a half thing with this skull face on it so it was like kind of cool trippy ass thing uh we're taking rips it's pretty pretty decent pretty hard hitter uh and i don't know what happened to sid but he like swallowed the smoke and like 
couldn't breathe for a second almost and just was like dead tripping hacking nearly puked he might have even spit up a bit (laughs) but but i'm almost i swear that was like the last time i played with him that summer (laughs) and then like a day or two later he had to go back to windsor but he was so fucking nuts like like just like crying after he, he like coughed out and spit out and then just like couldn't couldn't make sense or talk to us anymore like i've never seen but he wasn't like uncontrollable or crying or having a seizure or any like it was just like that big of a toke that he like hacked himself to a mute (laughs) so yeah yeah, that was like uh the experience of the summer repeatedly though from there we got like hard into the bomb so so sid left and went back to windsor he was done with it the millennium teleservices kept chugging along uh more of the the friends and kind of joined in and there was this just the sketchiest type of people at this place like we used to get like like i was saying we used to take like multiple bong tokes get a cigar like smoke a cigar inhale it so like had an insane nick buzz and would go into this place and try to call people for donations for the police association of ontario <laughs> so yeah yeah and like the people that had worked there a long time were definitely some true degenerates like they'd wear sunglasses for these three-hour shifts they were probably high on meth pre-adderall days so they they might have had some ritalin if they weren't on the meth and uh a lot of these guys fuck they were creatures man like they they looked like they lived in the 80s still a few of them and there was definitely one or two that were homeless oh yeah (laughs) and there was one guy who i don't i don't know what was wrong with him but i i swear he was just like a sober dude and he was neurotic from this job. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, yeah, basically, you just read a script. Uh, Hi, it's Jason McDonald calling on behalf of the Police Association of Ontario. And you'd go through a spiel there. And then you'd uh, pitch them for the $60 donation or the $80 or $100 donation if you thought they so sounded So it wasn't actually the Police Association, though? Uh, no, we were doing it for them and getting like 97% of the income or something. <laughs> it was, it was some pretty oh, fucked okay. up thing. So it's like, maybe it's a legit Like you were supposed charity. to ask for $15 and they were asking for 50. No, no. <laughs> it's it just, that's the cost of doing business, getting the donations. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So it was like that kind of scam. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so you, they're be like rebuttal you had to do and like the more you did rebuttaling the better you got at the job because it was just about getting these packets out to people and you'd hope they send it back once they got it in the mail yeah so yeah get definitely was a good way to to break out of your skin and get uncomfortable but there were some people who were just like never comfortable constantly questioning themselves and usually a lot of people self-medicated to get through that yeah (laughs) but this guy who didn't he was literally like you could 
he'd freak out at the drop of a hat. Like you'd cough walking <laughs> behind him and he'd like spaz out and be like, you fucking idiot. You lost me a fucking sale. You motherfucker. <laughs> like just, yeah. <laughs> just, just one of those wall street shit. Yeah. Except we were like <laughs> not getting it. There yeah. was no commission. <laughs> Everyone was broke though. <laughs> yeah. Like, I literally you were only I got, getting an hourly rate anyways. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I literally got fired from this job because I sucked. And they're like, you can come back in 30 days. I came back in 30 days and I just, I started hitting my targets before, like I got fired again. So it was literally like a revolving door where they're like, come back if you feel like it. Yeah. Like they, it was just they crazy. Like, I don't know why these people were stressed. <laughs> yeah. You could have got a month off on unemployment. <laughs> that's just how people are. Yeah. Like, they just don't want to be unsuccessful. You, that's all they had, man. Yeah, exactly. If they even, got fired even for that month, they would fucking, it would be the worst month. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, oh my God, I can't scam people for the police association for another yeah. month. Like, <laughs> all, the, all of a sudden, they come back and they're jogging every day or they're vegan now. Yeah. yeah exactly life well, changes never, happen in that, that month. would be the thing if they left like they'd never come back i hope yeah like, get probably. a job somewhere else you'd hope that so was, yeah yeah that was the thing like these we were such degenerates we couldn't get jobs elsewhere like the oh i did have another job that summer it was doing corn detasseling oh yeah so, like good times it's a job that they give 12 year old children like to do on only if you're break. tall enough as long as you're over five oh. feet tall yeah only five foot seven, 12 yeah. year olds 12 like you could be seven as long as you're five foot yeah well i guess probably but it, you gotta do it like those child sports like where you lie about yeah. your age like because yeah. i think that was the other you had to be five feet tall enough and you had to be 12 years and older so like yeah when i was 12 i wasn't tall enough so i couldn't do it that summer but the next summer I got into the corn and then uh, this had been about five years later. So I've been doing it on and off each summer. I had different summer jobs, uh, but I'd always like pick up the corn because it was a good way to just like stack some cash, like get, get some full-time hours and then you could work after in the evenings. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that was just fucking how you got by. Uh, yeah, Chatham. Chatham, if you needed money, jobs. <laughs> you wanted something, you hit that cornfield. Yeah, exactly. There was no, there was no overtime gigs. Like, yeah, I couldn't imagine. Oh, you want overtime? I can give you more hours for the same pay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. But that's the thing. Like, Chatham's such sort of a waste case town. Yeah. Well, that's like, why it's got such a leaving problem. Everybody leaving. Oh. Time. most people that work um jobs that pay you like teachers and nurses like they drive in from outside of town yeah <laughs> whether it's like from 10 minutes away five minutes away or like 50 minutes away like just it's not an ideal place to live and millennium teleservices thrive there for a reason <laughs> <laughs> well now it's uh now it's the chrysler call center yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a town of call centers. There's also the YA yeah. Um, yeah. rebates. If you're getting a rebate on something in the US, you might be calling Chatham. But yeah, like yeah. you said, Minax kind of took over Chrysler um, Care. Chrysler about Fiat. Chrysler warranty fucking you. <laughs> uh, yeah. You're calling Chatham. 
whether no matter where you are <laughs> just a little tidbit for you americans that think you're calling americans yeah they get us to lie and say we're from detroit yeah but yeah there's also <laughs> call centers in uh windsor i, I worked at after that it, and it's got got yeah. me into like insurance now so it's not a it wasn't a bad way to to start but definitely terrible call center it's a shit job terrible like those inbound call centers are a little better but like you're saying it's a shit job like it's just like yeah. working at walmart or somewhere as a cashier like the only good parts you're not handling money but because you're on the phone people <laughs> think that you're worse than shit <laughs> at least yeah. when you're in person at walmart or fucking super they act like every time they pick up the phone you're the ceo sitting there at your desk yeah Exactly. They act you know, like they act like the you guy, sold them the car and the told colonel. them the warranty, told them all the warranty yeah. clauses. Like, like fuck, you know this yeah. shit's a scam. You sold them a car with an airbag that's gonna kill you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> people just don't get like, you guys want low prices? You're gonna get the worst parts on the planet. Like, <laughs> that's all there is to it. Yeah. Like, we, if you don't want American-made or Japanese made vehicles, you're going to get these Chinese made parts in an assemble, a vehicle assembled in America. Like yeah. or Mexico. That's what you get. So yeah. Yeah. Just keep buying your, <laughs> and as long as only not and, that many people die, they'll keep selling the car. Oh yeah. It's, <laughs> it's all a calculation. Exactly. If insurance yeah. can afford to cover it, they don't have to recall the part or vehicles. <laughs> exactly but yeah as soon like todd's saying as soon as <laughs> deaths start like if you end up if people didn't die and they ended up in wheelchairs they'd recall that part very quickly but if you're dying that's a lot cheaper <laughs> <laughs> so like they almost would rather Anyways. it go that way so Pretty that's much. why they do those crash tests it's like do they that's die why or car companies hurt? are the worst oh yeah yeah, yeah. exactly but if you can't beat them, join them. <laughs> so, but yeah, they definitely, that's the one sad part though, is like Southwestern Ontario and Detroit, like where was built on uh, car manufacturing. Now yeah. we're built on frigging getting paid minimum wage to service. It's a service economy problem for the ages. But, uh, for sure, man. What can, it's going to be a homeless economy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, what, a cha a charity economy. Charity economy. All these social enterprises. After these robots replace the service industry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, what, what, so getting back to the, the summer of uh, COVID. or Oh, yeah. Off track here. <laughs> not this summer. No worries. Summer of 2009. Yeah. Uh, so when I was off of Millennium Teleservices, uh, I had to find another way to make some cash. So I got into, uh, some marijuana deals. Oh yeah. Yeah. I found a, found a new partner in crime since Siddharth had to go back to Windsor. Uh, yeah. And I don't know, I don't know if he had the finances to, to hold up the operations anymore. Uh, yeah. You need I a needed, new investor. Yeah. I needed a local operation there. Yeah. So, so got a partner in crime. Uh, we ran our heads together and we found some ways to get uh, different ounces and quarter pounds of weed. And it really wasn't oh, yeah. easy in Chatham at this time. Like, 
Like this was 10 years before, no, seven or eight years before legalization. Yeah. Uh, So, (laughs) and the 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 weirdest (laughs) thing too was like, it's, it wasn't hard to get bud. It was just like to find a local source in Chatham was inconvenient. Like I had been using the internet at that point to purchase marijuana from BC. And I also had other, not at that point, I didn't have connections outside of the internet in BC yet, but just using the internet at that point for BC weed. (laughs) But we were like, oh yeah, let's, let's get a better deal here in town. And that can get you into trouble very quickly. <laughs> like, yeah, I watched, I think I watched Scarface like once before that. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I want to do. Except maybe like not get cut up with a chainsaw. So yeah, no one will do that. Yeah. In marijuana, I watched Breaking right? Bad. <laughs> yeah. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> Breaking Bad's good too. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. Breaking Bad's like Scarface television show. Like just madmen yeah. who makes you want to be a drug dealer yeah <laughs> just just madmen who are bossing up yeah <laughs> but so yeah i really wanted to fulfill that dream of mine you know i yeah. loved rap music so that was another <laughs> aspiration um and yeah got into the the marijuana sales with a new partner in crime was getting desperate for <laughs> finding buds for good deals um, so eventually this, the stock got tight, um, cause most of the marijuana we were getting access to was outdoor grow. So because of the time of the year, it was probably, uh, like June, I worked through yeah. May. So it was probably June harvests until October. People were all sitting on their stashes, uh, or charging a, a pretty penny a premium yeah. access to the bud. So whatever, forget about that. We found a friend who told us he could go to his uncle for weed. So yeah. awesome. What's the price? Six fifty. Uh eh, sounds standard. It's not gonna be good stuff. We expect that. So we give our friend the six fifty. <laughs> Oh yeah. Mistake number one. Yeah. <laughs> we give our friend the six fifty to go to his uncle's. He right. goes to the sketchiest apartment building in Chatham and gives yeah. our six hundred fifty dollars to the sketchiest person in Chatham. Yeah. You can all guess the rest of the fucking story, but <laughs> I'll tell you I'll tell you in a bit. The funny thing is <laughs> Our, my partner in crime grew up with the sketchiest person in Chatham. So when he was in elementary school, this kid was like psychotic. He would terrorize teachers, other children, and they were in like grade one, two, and three. Like, yeah. So my, my friend would go over to his house and he'd like yell at his mom and fucking hit <laughs> my hit my friend and his other friends that came over like, but crazy, like just would, wouldn't do it to the point where these people would defriend him. Just like enough where, yeah, this guy was an animal um, of a child. (laughs) So 
if we knew that person was involved in the equation at all, we would have never fucking got involved. So a hundred percent. I also think we got swagger jacked by, uh, buds, buddy who did it buds. Yeah. But, uh, this Kyle Morgan took the cash. Yeah. I don't mind fucking naming a criminal <laughs> blast him. Yeah. Took the cash gone. Uh, Butler was like, yeah, I don't know what happened. Blah, 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 blah. And our sister also like kept up with this guy and people that kept up with him at this point. So yeah, as soon as we figured out he was involved, we got in touch with the right people who got in touch with him. Money was already gone hours later because the building he went into, he went and bought a bunch of oxies. So probably spent hundreds of dollars on oxies and may or may not have also <laughs> gave some cash to his baby mama because he had multiple children. Cause that's what we nice. were told by our sister. But you know, these fucking criminal asshole types, like he probably went and bought a bunch of oxies to resell and take and fucking lied to my sister to say he was giving the money to his children so that he could try and look good to my sister and have some plausible deniability about the cash. Like <laughs> that because yeah. I, at that point, me and Terry would have sold oxies to get our money back. Like anybody, <laughs> anybody who's hooking shit up, you gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> yeah. That's quite a bit of cash to be out, out of hand. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think like, like I would have sold oxies with whoever. I don't know who I, I would know sold. that could sold oxies. Like, <laughs> but yeah, would have done it. Would have <laughs> done it. Yeah, would have ended up being Scarface. Would have broke bad if. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what it came down to. Yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah, me and Larry, me and Jerry, uh, <laughs> me and the fairy. Yeah, me and the fairies. No. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, fuck this. Eight, eight and L. It is what it is. Uh, Got to bounce back. And who knows if uh, anyone's going to listen to this story. People listening might figure out what exactly went down. But we found uh, some weed for free at that point. <laughs> So, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm not gonna reveal too much behind the rest of that story because that can get me into some serious trouble. Um, but there was an unspoken agreement that if you need weed, you should have come to us. <laughs> so maybe Tom will know <laughs> yeah. more behind where that weed came from. But <laughs> we got a, a <laughs> some free weed. At that point, we're just like, fuck it. Let's do a seven gram smoke out. Like, we're going to just fucking go to town. <laughs> I don't think we even ended up finishing it, but we uh, smoked the pain away and got, got back to the game of hustling. <laughs> so Yeah, had to get I, out there and make your cash back. You're already negative. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So while we're start, just starting to get back going up, fucking 
we have a party at Boys Town, just around the corner from our place there. I'm my buddy yeah. Jerry's. And who the fuck shows up but Morgan? So Morgan shows up with a crew of people. I swear he I don't know how he got involved or brought in because there was like Wait, who's this guy? This guy that robbed you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. The yeah. guy who got given the cash. <laughs> okay. So the guy who was ended up with the money, because technically the person we gave the money to go buy the weed robbed us. <laughs> yeah. Our friend robbed us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> so no matter who ended up with the money they took it from us so they're the thief <laughs> yeah 100 percent. even if they're the idiot that lost it so yeah that that happens uh just so ridiculous <laughs> he comes in and comes through He's, he wants to apologize we're like partying getting fucked up getting drunk we don't want to hear this shit. Uh, so my partner in crime's like, fuck off, man. I don't want to, like, I don't want to hear it. Like, it happens, but don't, like, don't try to apologize. Yeah. <laughs> like, and he's all like, oh, man. Like, if I knew whose money I was taking, it wouldn't have happened, man. Like, I can hook you up, man. Like, I don't know if he's just trying to scam us a second time or if he actually was apologizing. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah my partner in crime doesn't want to hear it tells him like yeah you just get you just the gotta be like here. yo you gotta like, hook me up with fucking a half a quarter pound or yeah. however much you were buying i can't yeah. remember partner in crime math. says yeah exactly <laughs> exactly we i think we start saying shit like that he says he can't do it so my partner's like just get the fuck out of here then and then yeah boys tent buddy whose place it is starts telling him same shit like just leave yeah. so Nobody wants these guys here before they even start talking to us. We're letting them fucking know. And he, I don't know what he expected. Some sort of like, oh, it's okay, man. Or like, yeah, us to give him more cash or something. Like, there was no like yeah. peace offering, <laughs> just an apology. Yeah. So <laughs> when he's leaving, and I feel bad for Buddy Evan Boys Tent, it gets fucking deck gets smashed, like kicked in what gets one smashed? of the pieces of wood. The deck. So like, okay. On their way out, they fuck us again, kicking the deck. <laughs> so yeah, okay. we uh, we definitely learn our lesson. After that, start uh, associating with just different people altogether, having a bit of a lower profile. Um, yeah, but we still <laughs> get ourselves back into the same fucking dumb trouble uh, through a different guy now. So. We're going to this apartment building where <laughs> uh, our friend got robbed of the money he robbed from us. <laughs> and we're buying weed at this sketchy ass guy's place. So this guy might even be dead now for all I know. But uh, like he was a young 17 or 18 year old who had like emaciated from his parents because they were so fucked up. And he was just like, like anything goes at this guy's place. I hear like lots of psychedelics went down. Uh, they were usually doing Valium and oxys and any opioids they could get their hands on and like reselling weed out of his place. So like a few times we went there, got an O, got two O's, got an O and a half. We were looking for a QP. 
same kind of thing. We, Vinsha takes us to this house. He has us hold some shit for him, collateral. Well, he, like a cell phone and an iPod or some shit. Well, yeah. he goes in and buys. So like, still dumb. Because <laughs> the cell yeah. phone and the iPod, we could get told yeah. we robbed First him. First generation. The police could go and tell us. He could oh, go yeah. tell the police we robbed him. <laughs> and used values much lower than the money we were giving him. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. We, we ended up getting buds a few times this way. So, we started falling back into our old trustworthy ways. So, I'm out of the operation at this point. I'm back at Millennium doing the double shift. Uh, and then I get into the corn doing the evenings at Millennium, corn in the daytime. You think so, those would be the best places to sell? It, it was. <laughs> it, that was the best place to sell. It was the problem yeah. was securing something to sell. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I was doing corn full time, Millennium in the evening, and usually having a session night with the boys at Boys Tent. So, my partner in crime is taking care of business and pickups at this point. Because uh, we're getting deeper in boys tends to success so my partner in crime is able to maneuver it because uh the boys tent owner didn't mind us doing it there <laughs> didn't mind us cutting cutting their grass or whatever you want to call it <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah we we were there uh i was working he was doing the thing another pickup this time we split with somebody <laughs> on a pickup so Oh, yeah. We have 650, they have 650, or maybe it was a little less because we're like, oh, we can get a happy for 1100 or whatever it was. Different apartment building. My friend gives money to a guy never to be seen again. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> the same thing happens to us over again. Yeah. My partner in crime just got comfortable and I got comfortable. And now we're out something and we're out someone else's money too. <laughs> so at that point we had made enough money where it wasn't like a too huge of a setback. Yeah. We could get back into it without could cover our, your losses. Not quite. We could partially quite. cover our losses. Yeah. <laughs> without um, going back to the, the source of free buds. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't free for whoever got them, but it was free for me. <laughs> so so yeah we didn't want to be uh you know doing the same thing that was happening to us over and over again <laughs> on a smaller scale so we just ate our losses at that point and had to deal with buddy who was fucking pissed off about us getting robbed yeah and we're like hey man we got receipts like here's who it is here's what happened like Go be pissed off at this guy, not us. <laughs> so I don't know how, but that worked out. Um, <laughs> I guess yeah, this guy was the same as us. Like this is the type of dealers you're dealing with around Chatham. Children. Yeah. High school kids. Dumbasses. Right? Yeah. So we, we were in university. I think the other guy was in high school. People get robbed and <laughs> they, just, they just have a conversation about it after. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, we never got hurt or beat up or anything over that, which is pretty pretty wild yeah but at that point we were we were deep in the summer we were doing our damn thing we were stacking some checks from working at millennium and corn uh we we were putting cash away from the business the side business the partners in crime and then uh 
<laughs> this wouldn't be the last time the summer involved a robbery. Yeah. I don't even know. I guess a thievery, you, I should say. No one ever got robbed, like held up. But th- that was at least the last time me and my buddy, Terry, ended up uh, being involved in any sort of situations. Actually, no, no. The other thing was still Terry. But me and my partner in crime. That was the last, like, we ended up being involved in any sort of getting our money taken away. But, yeah. Uh, may- Terry had a friend come down to the boys' tent. <laughs> and this guy yeah. <laughs> met somebody on the train. And yeah. This guy had also been uh, under house arrest <laughs> for having a half pound in his car. Yeah. <laughs> when he got pulled over. <laughs> so this guy met somebody on the train. He was showing him the hash he had with him. Buddy was showing him the buds he had with him. He gets to boys' tent, talking to my partner in crime, Terry, me, a few other guys there, telling us about the story. Uh, I don't think he had the guy's name, or maybe he did, um, and it wasn't correct. But yeah, he was like, let's do a swap because I guess the buds were half decent swap the buds for the hash the hash was total garbage <laughs> yeah so, yeah they he has this genius plan oh yeah let's do it in McDonald's like so he's meeting a stranger that he met on the train to swap buds for hash in McDonald's in Chatham where we got fucking robbed blind or thievery blind twice in one yeah. summer <laughs> we don't think to say this is a bad idea, <laughs> but so uh, he gets a ride to McDonald's. <laughs> they meet in the middle. He grabs a grocery bag. Buddy grabs a potato chip bag from him, which is like this is sketchy to me. This is sketchier than jumping into a car in the parking lot and showing each other what you got. Which is yeah. like standard. You got to see the goods. That's that's number one in any situation. <laughs> uh, or you have a gun, like one or the other. <laughs> so you see the goods, you know it's legit. You go from there. These guys didn't see anything. Just swap bags. Starts heading back to our place. They realize they have fucking paper balls and lawn grass uh, inside of a muscle shirt in a few grocery bags <laughs> and now uh buddy's out a cupia hash <laughs> so yeah the, at this point you're like you'd think to cut your losses you've been had you've been duped but he has this genius idea to keep yeah. texting the guy who duped him and he's like fuck you man i'll fucking fight you i'll fucking kill you this or that like Right. Meet me, meet me at this place, and we'll fucking fight. Meet me at this place. Yeah, <laughs> and like he thinks he's gonna jump this guy meeting him at. This is Larry arena in a town he's not from. <laughs> yeah, this is buddy who came from out of town, Larry. <laughs> My partner in crime and uh. Yeah. Okay. Larry, we're just like supporting. Him, <laughs> just like, uh, the boys' tent was like, yeah, yeah, we're all riled up over it too. Nope. And, and uh, the funny thing is. <laughs> The guy who robbed us, or thieveried, uh, Larry, our friend, 
of course not using real names uh, yeah he, the out of towner yeah the out of towner <laughs> he starts describing everything that happened and another buddy of boys tent was like oh i know that guy it's wheeler real name again we we did i will okay. oust any criminal oh it's steve wheeler yeah so like <laughs> this guy yeah. who fucked us over <laughs> was known and that was why we're like oh we know who you are like fuck you he's thinking he's gonna get him to meet at the arena because he knows who he is never happens nothing happens nothing comes of it <laughs> out again yeah and uh we we feel yeah. bad so, so you we go to his start, house right with we start flipping hash no no that doesn't even happen that never <laughs> happened i i don't know why we didn't we should have like that should have happened no I mean, but the, the reason yeah. it didn't was because no one yeah. wanted to tell us where this guy was at. Cause I think he was actually like a criminal, like actually could have fucking shot at us with a BB gunner. Yeah. Fucking. Yeah. He would have, he would have done something stupid. These people robbed you or dummies. Yeah, exactly. They're dumber than you. So you don't want to fuck with them. They're not business pe- associates. They're <laughs> Donald Trump's of business. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So yeah. Yeah, those are not the yeah. type of folks you want to fuck. Every with. business, <laughs> every fucking uh, what's it called interaction? It, every bi- business interaction is just a scam. Yeah, exactly. They've never actually even exactly. sold anything. Yeah, the <laughs> weed they sold us didn't even have THC. <laughs> but yeah, it was it a mega crash. It, it is what it is. Three times the charm. Uh, I had yeah. luckily. I've never been feveried since that I know of and aware of. Um, one time I did lose uh, a lot of stuff when I went into a drug-induced psychosis, but I'll get into that another time. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, that, that summer was, was great. Uh, learned a lot, cost a lot of money getting that learning. After th- at the end of the summer to cap it off, um, we did a few few bud mail orders. So the first one that came through was legit a site called budbuddy.ca. I don't know if it's still around or not. Uh, but yeah, it was dope. Quality came through. Me and a few friends split on some order. And being the dumbass I am, I got it sent to my parents' house. Because they, they're stoners and drunks. Like I didn't think they'd even notice, let alone care. <laughs> but somehow they hey, this is your uh first uh first buy online? yeah yeah so somehow yeah, okay they got the express post package <laughs> and we're like oh this you got a package from bc what's that about yeah so i showed them and told them and they're like oh don't do that again man that's dangerous <laughs> like so that at that point paranoid both of my parents i think <laughs> and then yeah and then, uh, since it worked, <laughs> when we ran out, I obviously uh, had to get into the order again because of the quality and the lack of supply in Chatham and the issues we've had with that whole goings on. So <laughs> the other thing too was like at this point, um, we were being told by uh, the, the father of my partner in crime that the cops were looking for us or he heard the cops talk about boys tent 
or something along those lines. So we were either getting uh, my friend into trouble with Boys Ten, or we were into trouble ourselves somehow. But that all could have just been like these guys were sick of us getting robbed. <laughs> trying to convince us we were going to have the end so like we're the worst drug dealers on the planet if you couldn't tell <laughs> yeah <laughs> so but i get this package from bc the second time my little sister sees me receive it at the door i head over to my friend's place and i'm with a buddy's with me and one of my parents comes racing down the road after us, like freaking the fuck out. Um, while I'm there, like texting me, like, yeah, don't bother coming back. Da 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 da. So, uh, yeah, I, I already have a place in Windsor. <laughs> I should have just got the package sent there and dealt with the, the hour and back train ride or dr- got someone yeah. to drive, but nope so dumb parents get upset the first time i just repeat <laughs> yeah anyways it gives me the, they give me the boot uh they're, they're like yeah what's the shape of italy from afar a boot <laughs> and uh <laughs> bringing bring that back for all you halo fans uh so yeah they they kick me out uh, i start living in the basement at boys tent which is dope uh things kind of go off the rails because you know I've, I've got my my uh Bud mail package, my partner in crimes helping me distribute it. We're uh, doubling up our profits now off of this quality of stuff. Selling it to everyone, including like my supervisor at Millennium Teleservices. And uh, it it was just a sick end to a terrible (laughs) summer. It was just a great, great, great end to a terrible summer. A money brick bed. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So, yeah. Not not a lot of money there, really. Just I think maybe almost got back to even. <laughs> but you know, yeah. as soon as I got back to school, the next order was in the day after Labor Day. Getting stoned up the top notch shishka berry. Uh, shout out to the lady Jane. That was a dope ass site that I used from time. Uh, I don't know if it's. I think it's still around in another form with another name. I don't want to out them here. But they really. Really hooked it up yeah. and gave my, my first taste of quality BC. And maybe I can tell you guys when I'm telling more stories about uh, university, like losing, losing a package and uh, shenanigans there. Lots going on. But yeah, the, the, like, I also had like a few crazy blackout times at the end of that summer, like, uh, one time at Spanky's, I brought someone else down to the basement. Like I went to the strip club in Chatham. In Spanky's? brought a, yeah. There's a basement me, there? No, no. Me oh. and my buddy, <laughs> both, me and my buddy left with my friend who's bo- boy's tent to go back yeah. there to the basement. We were both holding hands with the same girl who just like, there was a, right some nightclubs and the strip club by there. We were both on either side of her going back home. Yeah, Devil's <clears throat> Three-Way. Yeah, it didn't happen. Prequel. Just me and her going <laughs> down to the basement together. Oh, okay, nice. You snake her. Yeah. Like a Earlier boss. that summer, I went to some, or maybe it was the summer before, I went to some party and got uh, my knob slobbed on. So it was, 
it was it was a long time coming but yeah my buddy also had a thing for her so it almost ended up being a devil's three-way i wouldn't have known the difference because i was blackout at that point like i've been told this later i got like yeah by a belt and everything i think it might have been my birthday or the day before nice but yeah we ended up doing a birthday <laughs> another year that was crazy in Windsor. i thought was this year that i was gonna tell but that's the story from uh that birthday but yeah before one other thing that happened this summer um i i was looking <laughs> back on it now because i thought it was the first time i had ever done uh like mdma in ecstasy pill form but it wasn't i had done legit mdma the summer before um because i had to look up the greyhound bus killing in canada to figure out the whole thing yeah me and my buddy did a bus trip up to Muskoka after the whole Greyhound killing. Like, we booked our tickets, it happened, and then we went up to Muskoka on the bus. <laughs> yeah. So, like, that was crazy, but that was the summer before. So, it wasn't my first time doing uh, MDMA. Lots to live up to. That first experience was wild. It was, like, some guy who went to school in Halifax and lived in Toronto, um, had some like orange moon like red brick color kind of like the overcat overlay here uh yeah rocky type thing that was nuts yeah so we had that and uh you just, you we just were, ate the whole we thing doing it no i think i might have even been like putting it up my nose like oh yeah really dumb stuff really like a dumb genius stuff. being a dumb yeah kid. yeah only way i've done it yeah it was before my 18th <laughs> birthday so all legal yeah when, when it, all legal <laughs> but yeah we were watching like planet earth and and uh hitting the bombs doing this and then fucking a crazy ass yacht fireworks party happened like i don't know if a lot of you folks are familiar with lake muskoka but yeah like lots of money so someone was having a party they had their own fireworks show on this out from this yacht. They had a barge doing the fireworks show. We're in this rich guy's cabin doing um, expensive drugs. And we get to watch this fucking fireworks yeah. show as, as it's like hitting us. Yeah, I wasn't getting into the, the snow cane with them, but I was doing I was just kidding. other party favors. It was there. It was there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you weren't wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. <laughs> I, at least mate i don't <laughs> think i did any i'm pretty positive i didn't yeah like i'm almost certain i was i was such a pussy at that point like i had only smoked weed in grade 12 because i was like my parents do it that's for losers uh, but yeah <laughs> <laughs> doing that seeing the fireworks show chilling in the hot tub chilling at this fucking dope ass boathouse spending a little time in the sauna watching planet earth like it was a dope night um this next summer in Chatham, completely different experience. Just griming it out. So the first time we do Orange Gat e-pills, uh, me, the buddy who I almost got in the Devil's Three-Way with, and Boys <laughs> Tent, we're yeah. chilling at the garage. Uh, right on. And my sister has a bunch of her wild-ass friends over. So you know the buddy who robbed us, right? From earlier yeah. in the story. Yeah. He, like associates of his not him he's not there but associates of his are at oh. our place getting fucked up uh getting lit nice. probably probably doing the same drugs we were doing in muskoka yeah like um i know for sure at least one of them was 
who robbed our toothpaste. <laughs> he was he was yeah. just a klepto kind of guy who'd steal candles and toothpaste and sell yeah. cocaine. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we were just chilling, yeah. partying hard. Loving probably drank life. all your mouthwash. Uh, yeah, probably loving life. Maybe <laughs> crushing beers. Maybe just crushing waters. But just yeah. soaking in the orange gas and enjoying uh, ecstasy. What ecstasy had to offer? Yeah. So that was that was enjoyable. The next time I did it, we take these yellow canaries, and I don't know if it was the same three. It might have been, but there was also, or at least another couple of buddies with us. And this time we were going through town, smoking cigarettes, having the just a nutty time. Uh, and that was like, that experience kind of reminds me of doing mushrooms, where you're just out on an adventure, a bit euphoric. Yeah. But, like, it wasn't the best MDMA, <laughs> so it was kind of like, like not having a good experience, like, you know, like anxious and jawing and, but, uh, mushroom doesn't quite do that mushroom. You also get like some good visuals sometimes laughy, like sometimes yeah. a bad trip, but just the euphoric, like movie, like traveling through the night kind of feeling was dope. But uh, yeah. just how fucked up I felt off those yellow canaries. I never touched another e-pill again after that. True say. But that wasn't the last time I touched MDMA. I did end up in a drug-induced psychosis after that. <laughs> so I yeah. should have known better, but I didn't. Uh, and that is a, a lesson I had to learn later. Definitely learn the lesson that, uh, that time. Don't give cash to someone who's going on your behalf. Yeah. And even don't let people go on your behalf. Yeah, even Cash be for careful of splitting with somebody who's who's going to buy, because we were the ones who somebody split with, and then we got yeah. robbed. <laughs> yeah. So we, that was the most dumbest thing ever. But at least we had the receipts. That was the one good thing. At least we had the receipts. So like, me. That's probably why he came to uh, us. And but like, we're very trustworthy people. Yeah, my partner in crime. So that was like um, what it became. But yeah, it was a great summer. I'm not. I wouldn't change it for the world. Um, those lessons were cheaper than most college tuitions. Um, but probably same price as a, a course at university. And I think I learned a lot more than I did at any other point in time during the six or seven years I spent it getting through University of Windsor. One year yeah. off, full time going to school, but. Other than that, it was mostly just nose to the grindstone trying to learn trying five to plus five. Yeah. Trying to learn two plus two equals five and uh, other anti-racist <laughs> tactics that the universities teach you now. <laughs> but yeah, it was, a, it was a dope summer and uh, I wish I miss a good summer. So if any yeah. of you managed to have a good summer throughout COVID, good on you. <laughs> If any of you managed to, like get to hear about a few it. times and uh, do MDMA a couple times, dope. Yeah, send us your stories. Yeah, sounds like a sick summer. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was pretty wild, but that's what being uh, 19 is all about, right? Like, if I lived in the U.S., I wouldn't have even been like legal to drink or go to a bar or that strip club, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
So yeah. Which blows. Yeah, can blow, but it was it was dope. I mean, strippers <laughs> need money too. Exactly, exactly. I actually, I, some places, when you're 18, you can get in. You just can't buy drinks. So like bartenders need need tips and money too. True. <laughs> well, American strip clubs suck, anyways. Yeah, that's true. They they wear clothing in a lot of them. And like broad. <laughs> lame <laughs> but but yeah it was yeah. a dope summer i'll i'll share so, so if you guys like that like todd said like comment below let us know about your summer shoot us a text if you want to keep it personal yeah. under wraps uh if you're mad we use your name fuck off you criminal uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> we can still kick your ass with some bats it's not too late Exactly. We were willing to look up your address and set the doors on fire. Um, so good luck getting out of window. Next video. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, fuck you guys. Uh, numbers below, emails below, comment below if you're one of them assholes. We'd love to fucking chew you out. <laughs> yeah. But we also like to hear what you think. Uh, if you want to hear more stories about the university or um, my days fucking up moving uh moving buds around or doing experiments in uh my own kitchen making making a uh, shatter made some dope ass shatter or maybe, maybe some other mushroom stories i got another mushroom story at the end of another summer that i could bring yeah. back from university but yeah you'll probably be hearing more stories about university anyways if you're sick of the political shit um i i kind of was too um with the whole dnc this week so that was why I decided to change it up as well. Um, so, yeah. I, I don't know if Todd's going to have some crazy stories or not because uh, statute of limitations. Yeah. <laughs> I can still be arrested. <laughs> yeah. I, exactly. I got some stories I can tell. Mine exactly. aren't as crazy. I never got robbed. I'm not a dumbass. Yeah. I'm <laughs> thankful that I've never been robbed at, no. at a knife point or gun point. Like, yeah. my brother-in-law's been stabbed and like he i think he only has one functioning lung at this point the other oh, one damn. might be healing still so yeah that's one of my brother-in-laws but yeah i'm so yeah. thankful i'm really thankful that nothing bad happened to us um apologies to anybody that i had to recover bud from to get back onto my feet uh, apologies to anyone that i scammed working at millennium teleservices <laughs> but no regrets yeah fucking dope summer <laughs> and yeah hope you guys enjoy what's left of this summer uh we'll be live again on wednesday but we're gonna have some playbacks for you um probably some new shit that we filmed but just hasn't come out yet uh coming up the week after and maybe todd will uh bring in a guest host for you maybe we'll take a day off we haven't decided yet so you'll fucking figure it out just like you do every sunday we don't know what time <laughs> we're gonna be live but it's gonna be sometime after 4 20 pacific because we gotta get yeah. the motherfucking tokes in <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah can't be that, preaching sober yeah exactly and if you listen this far if you've been listening to the pod we fucking love you for it we really appreciate it um tell your friends please share it uh if you haven't already subscribe to the youtube and on your favorite podcast player and make sure to give us a five-star rating on apple we'd really appreciate it we're doing this all for free there's no open mics where we're at so 
This yeah. is the only way we can really get a, our message out to the world and uh, get some feedback. So we yeah. love if you share it, even if you hate it, we want to hear why. Uh, so we can get let us know which y'all. parts you thought were where Jason was being the funniest. Yeah, let us know where we suck. Let us know where it's, we're funny. Or uh, just don't and watch it and share it and uh, donate yeah. to the paypal.me slash rapdrugspod if you want to see better quality stuff, more cool shit like the join or Todd's background. Uh, we've yeah. been working hard on improving it each episode like we promised. Uh, and more shirts to come, teesprings.com slash stores slash rapdrugs. That might take some time because we're still – working away, cooking up the content, uh, letting it whip, letting it rise, doing the wrist work. And uh, we really appreciate y'all for sticking it through and staying with us. Yeah. Love you all, Cartel fam. Putting numbers up. Putting numbers up. Oh, yeah. Bong Talk Productions. (laughs) 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 